Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Sex Wrap. You're here with your favorite co-host. I'm I'm just assuming that we are your favorite co-host across every podcast you listen to. Uh, there, there are other podcasts. What? I can't. There are other. Oh, there are other podcasts. What? No, I don't. I don't. I can't recognize the words you're saying. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Spring and Andrew, Avi. <laughs> And in America, it's Thanksgiving this week, so we're going to be super grateful for all of our listeners. Oh, we're grateful for having you, all of our listeners. I actually keep a gratefulness journal um, every single day for like the past, I don't know, eight or nine years. It's just like a cute little journal. I write a lot. I fill up one whole page with all the things I'm grateful for. And it keeps me really focused on how good my life is even when there's bad stuff going around. Um, And I hope that if you celebrate Thanksgiving and lots of countries around the world have very similar kind of Thanksgiving holidays that you surround yourself with people who you can be thankful with. Um, For me, Thanksgiving's kind of a bittersweet holiday. I mean, I'm thankful for a lot of things, but uh, uh, I'm not really very close with my parents. Um, I don't go see them for holidays, mostly because they don't want to see me. Who wouldn't want to see me? My parents. yeah, but I but I've translated it to friendsgiving, where I have my family of choice, people who I am close to, who love me for who I am in my life, um, and we get together and we have an awesome time. So it's really a different kind of holiday for me, and I'm a vegetarian, so no mother effing turkey up in here. <laughs> I mean, I love hosting Thanksgiving for my family, which I consider all of my friends to be as well. And um, whenever I have Thanksgiving, it's part of the rule that you have to uh, write on the tablecloth that I've made and everyone has to write what they're thankful for on there. And one of my friends this year, uh, I was talking about having people over and he was like, oh, do we have to do that thing where we write on the tablecloth again? And I was like, yeah. If you come to my house, you have to be grateful. Yes, that's a rule. (laughs) I mean, I love that kind of tradition. I want those traditions in my life. So spring, next time I'm in your place, I'm going to write on whatever tablecloth is on there what I'm thankful for, regardless (laughs) if it's the right one or not. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for our listeners. I'm thankful for sex. I'm thankful for all kinds of really good things in my life. Oh, I am so thankful for sex because without sex, we wouldn't have the sex wrap. It's true. (laughs) <laughs> or, or other people or fun things to do or no. Um, and I, I'm thankful for talking about sex too. I think it's a real gift that we have uh, people in the United States and in other uh, liberal Western countries. We actually have a gift that we're actually able to publicly, privately have these kind of really great conversations and lots of parts of the world. People aren't able to openly discuss it. People try to suppress are talking about sex. They try to suppress talking about sex in schools. But the reason why we have this podcast is because we refuse to have our sex talk suppressed. Mm, yes, yes, yes. And that was today, a very different kind of sex talk oh that Spring just had. 
you just like made me so feel so grateful. Like just my heart felt so full um, because I totally agree. And today we're actually talking about uh, virginity and what does that mean? And I think that is a really good segue, actually. You know, we're talking about suppressing, talking about sex and uh, related. We're talking about virginity and how um, a lot of people uh, feel like they have to suppress sexual urges to maintain some idea of virginity in some way. So you've said virginity seven times now. What does that Did word you really actually count them? Yeah. No, I just made it up actually. Um, <laughs> what does it actually mean? Right? So when I ask people what virginity means, I get a whole slew of different responses. So yeah. what does well, it mean? what does it mean technically? What does it mean for us? What does it mean in the history of the world. Yeah. All of these things could be very different answers. So I think that typically one of the most common answers is uh, penis and the vagina intercourse is considered what breaks someone's virginity. Um, Woohoo, lesbians, virgins forever. Virgins forever. <laughs> and, and gay men as well. Um, because a lot of times we are really specifically thinking about the, um, vagina being penetrated by a penis as what, uh, is something that means you're not a virgin anymore. And, um, so that is one form of thinking about virginity, but we also know that people define virginity in a lot of different ways and you can actually be a virgin in so many different forms as well. Oh, I mean, so when someone asks me what virginity is, I, I mean, I kind of flippantly say, well, you know, we're all virgins. We all have lots of things that we haven't done. So like you always have another virginity and you're always a virgin because there's always something new to try because I think a better take on the word virginity is like you just haven't tried that thing yet. And it's not saying that you won't try the thing. You don't want to try the thing. It's just saying that you haven't done it yet. Um, but I don't think that's the way most people, like that's my sex positive, happy way to think about virginity. Like, sure, everyone's a virgin because you always have something else to try. Um, I think when other people say virginity, though, it's this high pressure, high stakes, super judgmental, anti-woman, anti-sex, misogynistic, like, you have to preserve this one thing about yourself. And if you don't, the messages that women receive, and notice I'm saying pretty much only women, um, women receive really terrible messages about themselves and their body. I remember back when I had my terrible sex ed rally, when I think I was in sixth or seventh grade, where they were telling us that if you don't have your virginity, a gift to give your husband on your wedding night, you're all used up and you have no value and you're worthless. It puts a lot of pressure on one act. Yeah, and it is true that it's historically been women that are expected to remain virgins. And there isn't and there hasn't been as much societal pressure for men to remain virgins whatsoever. Right. And it used to be measured um, like if a woman had her hymen intact on her wedding night. Um, and what the hymen is, it's some women have them, some women don't. By the time, like if you've ever been, let's say, riding bikes, riding horses, running around, playing, wearing tight, 
so it's a little teeny bit of skin that can kind of cover the uh, cover the entrance of the vagina. It can just be a couple little pieces. It could be uh, like most of the time, by the uh, time women are 13, 14, 15, there's not any much or anything left. Um, so traditionally, virginity was measured by if a woman was married on her wedding night, um, there would still be some of her hymen left so that when penetration occurred, it would tear and there would be some bleeding. So virginity was making sure that a woman had never had penal vaginal intercourse on by her wedding night. And that, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Does that mean you can have anal sex and still be a virgin? <laughs> According to that definition, yes. <laughs> There's actually a lot of people in the United States who put themselves at risk doing things like anal sex because they want to stay virgins. Um, anal sex is actually more risky in a lot of ways uh, in terms of STIs or tears or rips or needing lubricant or extra prep um, compared to vaginal or oral sex. Um, There's actually a word for it. Do you know saddlebacking? Is, I don't know uh, that term. Oh, it's a term. So if you want to stay a virgin and have lots of anal sex, you just saddle back your way to virginity. No. And, I, and, and I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying it's absolutely absurd that um, people try to maintain their virginity by having anal sex. Make, it makes no sense. So first of all, so you were talking about the hymen and you were talking about how it could break in any number of ways. And so that actual kind of checking for it doesn't make any sense because there, even if uh, there's no hymen there, that doesn't necessarily mean that someone has had sex. Um, and some people don't even have hymens and some people would have hymens that looked very differently and so and might not actually break and might not actually bleed. So not only is that not a good measure, but also um, we know that that doesn't actually mean that someone hasn't had sex because there's so many different types of sex and people um, can engage in all different types of sexuality. So, so we know that okay, there's these different definitions of virginity and there are um, different reasons historically that people have wanted to remain a virgin. And so what I want to talk about, like, what is it like now? Like, what is it like for young people now that haven't yet had sex? And what is it like for them to think about being a virgin or not being a virgin? And do you think... Do you think it's a big deal? Like how? I think depending on where you are in the United States and the kind of sex education you get, it could be a huge deal or it could be a, a, a non-issue. Um, I'm sure you've heard about things like uh, virginity pledges where students will go to church or to school and they'll sign a pledge that says that they're going to be a virgin until they get married. So you have like 12, 13, 14 year old kids signing this pledge to their school or to the government or I to their religion. Those. Oh, did you so, know that? I did not know. <laughs> and how did that work out for you? I had sex before I was married. <laughs> I mean, I think that you should test drive a car before you buy it anyway. That's like the grossest analogy. Like me, I don't know anything about cars, but test drive that car 
before you buy it. Um, no, I mean, we just we know it doesn't work. You sign those pledges. And what we see overall happens is if you sign a virginity pledge, it does delay the first time you have sex by a few months for most people. But then when you start having sex, you're not using condoms, you're not using protection, you're not our episode last week, you're not necessarily pulling out effectively. Um, <laughs> and you have a lot more negative opinions That's our episode next week. <laughs> Oh, our episode but next week. That's good. That's good fortune telling there. <laughs> I can see pulling out in my future. Um, <laughs> now, so when we look at uh, virginity uh, pledges, it causes a lot of negative feelings. It causes a lot of anxiety. It causes a lot of stigma surrounding sex. It's, it's almost like a kind of slut shaming, like slut shaming in right. advance. Right. And the reason that... Um, these people that sign virginity pledges usually are um, not using condoms for sex is because they're not planning on having sex. And so they haven't made a plan and they haven't made a plan of how to protect themselves. And all of that is related to abstinence only education and, or just poor sex education that doesn't actually teach people about how to make effective plans for when you're going to have sex so that you are prepared and that you can protect yourself. Another crazy thing for me about these virginity pledges is, okay, 150 years ago, people were getting married at 13 and 14 years old, right? So if you had to stay a virgin until you're married, but you're getting married at 14, that's not too hard of a task for most people. Um, the average age of marriage now uh, across the world keeps going up. In the United States, 27, 28, 29, 30 years old, that's asking someone to totally refrain from any kind of sexual contact with another person from the time they're 12 or 13 all the way up until 30. That's giving up more than half of, the, that's giving up decades of your sexual <laughs> self for a silly little pledge. I don't know. It, it No way. No way, Jose. Yeah, so... So, of course, uh, we promote making your own healthy decisions, whatever is good for you, Um, but also, you know, not imposing some societal rule upon yourself that isn't for any personal reason, but just to fulfill um, something that you think might make someone else happy. And so really considering when you make decisions about having sex, and this I think really goes for every time you have sex with every person about whether it feels good to you and whether that's something you want to do. Yeah, right, exactly. So it's about making good choices for yourself. I think though sometimes those virginity pledges help people make bad decisions for themselves too. I have friends um, who are my age who still are virgins because they've put so much stake in that word and they've put so much energy behind protecting the thought of them being a virgin that they've been in relationships and they've wanted to have sex, but they've built up this kind of story, this narrative around their virginity. So now when they get to the point where they want to have some kind of close, intimate contact with another person. Um, It's this like pro-con list where, well, I've been doing this virginity thing so long now that it's going to get in the way of me as an adult having a good relationship with somebody else because there's so much pressure on it. You know, my therapist, (laughs) my therapist talks to me all the time about, um, 
thinking about things in terms of black and white and how nothing is black and white and how we don't always have to think about things in terms of all or nothing. So we don't have to think about, you know, I've put so much effort into this, I have to be this certain way. But really thinking about, you know, um, all of the different kind of uh, things along the way. And maybe I do a little of this here or a little of that there, and that doesn't change who I am and it doesn't change my identity. And it doesn't uh, mean that I'm not this person I am anymore if I engage in some type of behavior that I want to engage in. And I think that's really a nice way to think about this, that you don't have to think about it as all or nothing and you can engage in certain behaviors that you want to engage in when you want to, and that doesn't change who you are. Right. Um, And another really fun way to think about it, or a better way to think about it is sex is a skill and intimacy is a skill and good communication is a skill. It's something that you practice over time. And if the skill you're practicing is not doing any of those things, by the time you're ready or want to, um, you're going to have a lot of makeup work to do. uh, Because I hate makeup work. (laughs) Go to summer school to undo. No, I mean, because it takes a while for you to get used to and comfortable with your body. And it takes you a while to get better at sex. People are not sexual superstars at the very beginning. That's why we have the show. So we can help people talk you through all of these questions and help you towards sexual excellence. Maybe we should have a new podcast, Sexual Excellence, starring Andrew and Spring. No, that that sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of extra podcast, uh, I do have a shout out today to a friend with a podcast um, because we were thinking about virginities. And um, so he's our friend. You know him as well now. I do. Our friend Billy Presida has a podcast called The Man Whore Podcast, where he um, talks to women that he's gone out with. Um, Sometimes they're women he's had full relationships with. Sometimes it's just a woman he's made out with. And he talks to them about why they didn't work out, why their (laughs) uh, relationship or their date or their whatever failed. And um, it's pretty hilarious. He is a comedian and he also a super sex positive guy and um, funny to listen to. And, uh, but the reason that I was thinking about him is uh, he has a shirt that says, I'm saving pegging for marriage. And that's uh, one of the shirts he uses to promote his show. And so uh, we can have a whole show, I think, about pegging. But that's another sexual act that uh, he's he said, okay, that one is my virginity that I'm going to save for that special person. And I think that's a really fun way to think about it, too, is like maybe there is something that is a little more out of your comfort zone that you want to save for a more intimate relationship. And so you can think about what that is for you. And that can change over time, too. Yep. Uh, Like I said at the beginning of the show, um, I'm a virgin, Spring's a virgin, everybody is a virgin because there's always something you haven't tried yet. And you you don't have to, but but you have to leave that door, like that door is there. You might open it, you might not open it, but you never know if you might have fun there or not. So Billy, (laughs) good luck with marriage. <laughs> I mean, if you've listened to his podcast, you know that he has a lot of failed relationships. So I don't know if he's going to make it to that marriage gate, but we'll see. It's pretty crazy <laughs> that you can have a whole podcast about yourself and all of your failed relationships. <laughs> we talked about a couple of mine a few episodes ago. Remember? <laughs> hi, Paul. Hi, hi, Jared. 
know. Okay. So um, I think we're about done with virginity. Uh, so which brings us to the period, which... Yeah! What is it today? Oh, my God. I am so psyched about this joke, Anna Joe. Oh, no. Are you ready? Uh, uh, I guess <clears throat> I have to be. Okay. I mean, you can remain my period joke virgin today if you want. Okay, I'm covering my ears. Okay, go. <laughs> what do you call a nun on a scooter? Well, I know. <laughs> I figured this one out. It's going to be something like Virgin Mobile, right? Oh, oh, I hate that I was able to figure it out because a virgin episode, virgin joke, and a scooter that, or a virgin that's moving around, or a virgin, and none of them. Oh, oh, oh. Virgin mobile. Oh, that's oh. a good one, guys. Whew. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> so, where can people find us? Oh, well, we'd love to talk with all of you about your questions, love, sex, relationships, gay things, straight things. We don't care. We'll talk about anything sexy. Um, so you can send us email, uh, where the sex wrap at gmail.com. You can call us and leave a message, 413-I-RAP-IT. That's wrap with a W. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the sex wrap. Uh, so whatever you do, wrap us. Bye, everybody. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too afraid... Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.